Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Patty Jenkins is talking a lot about Wonder Woman. Sarian Hines is talking about Steppenwolf. And Melissa Rauch is talking like Harley today on DC Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's DC Movie News. Welcome, friends, fans, lovers of the all things DC Universe. Look at us with our brand new logo kicked off, brought to us just as we finished the show last week. Yeah, we thank got you, this Steve great Lemieux. New logo. Thank you, Steve Lemieux, yeah. for your fantastic new logo. Look at this. We're all over. You could find the new logo on our iTunes thing, on our YouTube, in the studio. Uh, how's it going, everyone? I'm Adam Gertler. This is DC Movie News on the Popcorn Talk Network. Joining me today are two familiar faces and lovely ladies in their own right. Hostess, cosplayer, podcasting, maven, dressing like Harley today. That'll that'll be relevant in a moment. Miss <laughs> Elena Jordan, hey, welcome. Everybody. Thank you for having me back. Every week, girl. It's good to be here. You're coming every week. We're bringing you back. Did stuff just fall? I think I just knocked my phone down. I got so excited. I just threw the phone on the ground. Uh, And of course, the crown jewel of the DC Movie News universe, Miss Roxy Stryer is here. All the kisses, all the kisses. All the kisses. Take it in. Take in that side of the table, that lovely side of the table. Adam, you got an interesting energy to you today. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like a a DC kind of maybe dark and gritty, but a little little bit of a smile energy. (laughs) I'm kind of digging it. It is the darker energy that's kind of funny (laughs) because just before I came here, I was watching a little film called... Justice League Dark. Mm. Oh. And funny story. I tweeted out on our Twitter today because that's where you tweet the things. Yes, I said, uh, "Hey, who saw Judas Contract?" Because that came out uh, like yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Or Tuesday? I think so. And What's um, today, Thursday. Uh, today's Thursday. <laughs> so I was gonna go watch it before today, and then I saw it was on demand, but it was like twenty bucks. I'm like, I never watch these things more than once. I, I want to rent it. And then I was like, Oh, I still have never seen Justice League Dark, and I rented that, and that was awesome. Cool. It was awesome because it was like like an episode of Constantine. Same voice actor from Constantine, and it was Constantine-centric, except he's chilling with Swamp Thing and Batman and Zatanna and Deadman and Etrigan. And we and know how you feel about Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing was actually great. They used really? Swamp Thing in it just like the Hulk. I'm so surprised I loved that your, you liked Swamp Thing. I love your, really? In unison right there? <laughs> um, no, they used him like the Hulk because he's this big green enforcer that they only use, they just use a sous-son here and there. You know, and it's really focused on like magic and Batman's like, I don't believe in magic that much. Are you ready for an amazing comment from the chat? Yeah. Tim Kogan says, Adam Gertler got that long dong swagger today. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so to describe, well, there you go. describe your energy and your description of Justice League Dark. I guess so. Long I got that, swagger. that yeah. kind of swagger. Also um, my new band name. Yes. <laughs> See Elena playing the tambourine in Long Dong Swagger. She'll be at Gypsy Rose this weekend in Santa Monica. Sure. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was awesome. I haven't seen the Judas Contract, but we heard from a lot of people mostly saying that they really liked it. Yeah, especially uh, in the chat right now. People are blowing up about it. I, I haven't seen it yet either, and I have the same problem you do. 20 is a lot. For, well, just yeah. For, I mean, uh, For something that you watch once or twice. Kind of, yeah. I don't tend to watch the animated ones as much. Uh, like as the movies, like you know, I want I need that sweet Blu-ray of anything that comes out movie-wise. Uh, but the animated ones, uh, and they're so great, and they're so consistently adult in tone right now. Like they're all a solid PG-13 yeah. minimum, like with their language and tone. Uh, some sensuality, definitely. There's definitely some sensuality. Mm-hmm. This one also played Justice League Dark anyway. Played a lot like a kind of Doctor Strange. You know, there's a lot of similarities in like there's you know there's there's magicians, but it's darker. I mean, it's a darker side of magic. So I started thinking about what a what a dark universe film could look like in DC. And you know, before anybody bites my head off about like, well, Batman v Superman was dark. It's like, no, it's not. It's not about a movie can or can't be dark. It's just gotta, you know, it's gotta be right for what it is. And obviously, Justice League Dark should be freaking dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as much as I love Doctor Strange, I could see uh, a DC movie that deals with magic being very different. And I would love to see somebody who's already in the DC maybe direct something like that, like a James Wan. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, a lot of people, and this is something, I've been so up on Doctor Strange, but... Because I love the, uh, I love I love the sort of philosophy and the religiosity of it, Um, but... You know, we were talking about, like, Scott Derrickson, and he's this horror guy, and I love the visuals in Doctor Strange. Of course, how could you But there was no dark, demonic flavor. There was none of that real horror thing, which I really feel like, you know, Guillermo would have been interesting if he would have stayed on that project, you know? Which is funny, because people who always refer to Guillermo del Toro as the master of horror at WonderCon this weekend, Jeff Johns, actually, they released a little bit from Annabelle. Um, and said that James Wan is the modern master of horror. So I see it. It would be kind of cool to see a little bit of. I'm with you, Roxy. Who I think would have the, thought that the master of horror would be directing a movie Aquaman. about? Yeah, <laughs> Aquaman. So crazy. Well, I hope he sticks around, and it seems like he's bringing in his like proteges and things to do Shazam and things like that. Yeah, and, and you know who else I has really proven herself so far with the way that she's handled the press, and I hope sticks around is Patty Jenkins. I think yes. that she's just done like such a killer job with how she has talked about James Wan and talked about all these other people. and She was at WonderCon this weekend, yeah. too. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you saw at WonderCon, what you saw of Patty Jenkins, because Wonder Woman is the next film that's coming out. It's just a couple of months away. What is it like? What are we, like 60 days right now? It's, yeah. What happened to your countdown? Soon. I thought you had an official everyday countdown. There is a countdown, um, I think, at batman-movies.com. Okay. I think there is a countdown. Chat roll, tell us, what's the exact countdown They'll for Wonder us. Woman while Elena uh, recounts stories of Patty Jenkins? Regale us, Elena. <laughs> well, yeah, she. Uh, it was really cool because she was also doing a signing in the middle of the DC museum that they have set up and seeing just a ridiculous number of people all decked out as Wonder Woman, all genders, all ages, all everything, just everybody. Was that the number one most dressed costume there, you think? I, you know. Or a lot of Harleys. There's always a lot of Harleys. There's always <laughs> a lot of Harleys and Deadpools. That's just a given. Um, there's actually a great Library Bard song about that that you should listen to. That's okay. like a great parody song. So shout out to Library Bards for Red and Black, their 
cranberries knockoff about love it or parody <laughs> um but anyway yeah there there was just a ton of different wonder womans and it was just really cool to see it was mostly when she was there doing the signing everybody kind of went and flooded and she did like a photo op with them which was really cool um but when they actually did the uh the um the warner brothers panel where they were showing a little bit of footage and everything uh, Jeff John said that he thought that Wonder Woman is the single greatest fighter in the DC universe. Oh, fighter, not hero. Fighter. Oh, well. Which I thought was. You know. I, I think it's pretty, really good that he said that. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's, you know. And as also, much training as Batman has, she's trained by like warrior Amazons and also a lot more time. She's actually, you know, right. she's got like. She's got years. That makes me think that these fight spans. sequences are going to be just insane if that's, you know, too, what they're really highlighting. And that if I mean that's a bold statement if you're not gonna back it up in the movie. So yeah. I'm pretty excited. That's a great thing to say. Well, what we've seen nice so teaser. far uh, of the fighting style looks great. I mean, it, you know what I like about it? It looks clean. It looks like you can actually see Wonder Woman doing the moves. It's not all choppy and cutty. Um, and I think that's a huge part of it. In addition to the other powers she's gonna have. Uh, and every time we've seen a little bit of, of the lasso, it looks incredible. Um, did, yeah, I love that gold. Did Patty Jenkins talk about Aries at all? Uh, she talked about it in the press. Did you hear her talk about Aries at all? Not, not a ton. Um, in in the panel, they, I mean, they mentioned that that was going to be the hero, but there would also be, you know, of course, we have the secondary hero. But I love her, her uh, comment in the press, not in the in WonderCon, but her comment that. If you're gonna go big, basically, if you're gonna, you know, do Wonder Woman, you got to go big, and you got to go for the number one villain. Yeah, so we see uh, Ares is definitely the villain. We've seen, uh, you know, Patty Jenkins is confirming it. Um, we've known it. She she even said she a couple of weeks ago she's like it wasn't really a big reveal. Um, I think what's really interesting about uh, Ares is once again Lego. I think we have a picture of this or a couple of pictures. Once again, I can't. I can't believe this. Spoilers. Like, how how, how they, many times is this? They happen? do this every time. I'm like, but just is it on purpose or do they have somebody look at this and they're like, is this spoiling anything? Now nah, we all good. I mean, this is. It's just as bad as what they did with Giant Man in, in Civil War. So, so for anyone keeping score, or anyone pro Marvel or pro DC, like tit for tat, yeah. Lego spoils everything for everyone. Yeah. Expect to find out who's uh, raised parents from Star Wars via a Lego set oh. six months before Star Wars. Uh, r- you know, but the Last Jedi opens. Are they given permission? Like, how does it? How does this happen? I don't uh. get it. I, you know, it just doesn't seem like they do the... Uh, I don't they know if, they, if this is officially released or if this is um, for sellers um, or people that have to buy and market this stuff. I mean, obviously, for the people that are selling these toys in their stores, they have to know what they're buying months before. And you need to stock the shelves before... You can't wait until the movie comes out. Because these toys drive up hype for the movies and after. Uh, it is weird. So... And it sucks. I'm, I got to admit, it sucks. But we actually—it's t- not a massive. It's not a huge ass reveal. It's not like a spoiler of the movie. Uh, people are taking it too far. What do you guys think? I'm curious. I about- mean, this isn't my biggest issue that I've had with Hasbro. I'm like, I'm just glad that Wonder Wonder Woman is in her own set. Honestly, after yes. leaving Ray of out of. <laughs> Yeah, but yes. Star Wars. I'm like, I'm just glad is to see her. Well, I mean, listen, Lego's great. I still have my Guardians of the Galaxy set that I got like three years ago, and now there's Guardians of the Galaxy two sets. I just haven't put together. I've been waiting for my nephews to get. You haven't old put enough. them together at all. No, I'm waiting for my nephews to get old enough. He's almost three. I think maybe it's Aww. almost time. I don't want him to mess it up. 
<laughs> if he loses pieces, I'll just, you know, I'll be very disappointed. Um, but, okay, so now here's here's the bigger issue. So it looks like we're going to get giant CGI. I think that is the bigger issue. Right, yeah, CG Ares, who's huge. <laughs> but we also had He's huge. big CG Doomsday. And, and are we going to get, like, big CG Steppenwolf, too? Like, is it always going to be, like, a third act? Here's your giant monster. Can that be good if you do it differently? Or is that going to get repetitive? Ladies, what do you think? Chat roll, what do you think? All depends on how they do it. All depends on what the monster yeah. looks like and what the monster can do and who the monster is going up against. I'm not going to put out a blanket statement that CG for a monster is right or wrong, you know? Um, I mean, we do have that great line about fighting things from other worlds that she drops in BVS, and this is certainly a callback to one of these things that she's fought, you know, Ares, uh, Ares being from another world or another plane of existence. Um, pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, it seems like in the third act we're going to get a giant monster. Yep. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I know some people aren't. As long as the CGI is good, then I'm fine. As long as it doesn't. Yes, that's what I was going to say. As long as we don't have just a giant cyborg that I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's as long as there's there seems to be a solid story. And if there's a really, really good story, I'm even willing to overlook a little bit of shoddy CGI. But I'm hoping it's going to be a complete package. I'm sure it's good. I don't even think like the CGI, I thought Doomsday is really good. I just am so sad that they. They spoiled that, like, in the trailers. Like, I thought it would have been such a great surprise. And it would have gotten a totally different reaction. If people didn't know Doomsday was going until those first crowds got, gone, got to the theater, that would have been a huge reveal, and people would have been so psyched. What percentage of the people that saw that, though, Adam, do you think even realized that? Like, you are you know exactly who Doomsday is, and you know exactly what was happening in that situation. What percent of the people that were watching do you think had, A, seen all the trailers, or B, had any idea who Doomsday even was? Yeah, I mean, maybe 10%. I don't know. You know, but, but a lot of the hype for these films starts with the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what really... That's what, that's, you know, these comic book movies depend on the hype machine started by fans and then it becomes electric and filtered out. Like, we just saw Ghost in the Shell bombed. Like, Ghost in the Shell has got a pretty big fan base, but that fan base didn't rally and get all the normies out there. Well, they set themselves up for failure when they cast Scarlet. As a lead of, I mean, I, that, I think saw, is the I saw issue. The movie. They even released a statement saying that that was the reason that they felt that it bombed. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's kind of a different scenario. And How I about like that, that Kendall movie? Jenner though, Pepsi. Oh my Ooh. god! Oh, that got slayed. <laughs> Sorry, that Oof. has nothing to do with this. Just, just thinking of bombs this week. Anyway, big bombs. Bill O'Reilly bombs. <laughs> Kendall Jenner bombs. Kendall bombs Jenner. going off all, all over the place. All the bombs. It's kind of nice that this is the only bombs that we have to worry about. Yes. Here. Yeah. Uh, on DC movie news. That's true. Um, so Are what else? Okay, World War Patty Jenkins. I, that Wonder Woman will save us from. Yes. Yep. The Yay. best fighter in the DC universe. Patty Jenkins also had something to say about Joss Whedon potentially joining. Yeah. So she said, I found this very revealing. You'll, the, 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 the ladies will find the exact quote, but something to the effect of, I don't know if that deal's done. Just which to me lets me know that the deal is, is there. She said, uh, I don't even know if that deal is done or not. I don't have the inside scoop on that. But if it is done, then I'm excited about it. I think it's super exciting. The tone of Joss's work is great for female superheroes. He takes such a fun approach, and I think he'll have fun in the DC Universe, which will be exciting to have him. This is what I was talking about a couple minutes ago. Patty is so nice about the other directors. She's welcoming. She's not possessive she's about her films. She, yeah, I just think that she's great with of, fans too. So great with them, and of all the people we've seen so far, as much as I love far, David Ayer, 
He was trying to be like a hype man in a very different way. Yes. He was going negative. Patty Jenkins is not going negative. I think she's humble. I think she's grateful. I think she likes the work. I think she loves the people. Like, I, I'm- And Jeff Johns in his panel said, you are going to be so glad that Patty Jenkins is the person directing this movie. She was the absolute best choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, Do you think so that's great. still um, him trying to say, like, those of you who love Michelle McLaren, we're glad that we went with Patty? Do you think that he's still, like going off that from what a year and a half ago I think it's mostly at this point just support and just hype for the movie and just kind of I think it is just an encouragement because if you're getting married you don't like lament your ex-girlfriend you know what I mean or boyfriend you know I mean like that's the relationship McLaren was never making the movie it it ended before it actually happened so Patty Jenkins came on it was it was the right fit it was Mm -hmm. the right relationship that's what we've seen with a lot of these movies sometimes it, directors just don't fit like sometimes they leave the project they come back it happens in Marvel it's happened in DC as DC starts to find its footing with the second wave of films look at the talent that's being brought to the table so obviously things are starting to look better over there and and it takes so much time before we see the results of these changes that you know we're only getting the ending effects of the first wave and but- I mean now that we're seeing movies and seeing you know fan input and kind of things switching up at DC I think that we are kind of getting directors like Joss Whedon who I think probably did approach DC because he had said in interviews that the only thing would make him come back would be doing a Batgirl movie well even if he didn't approach them he put that out into the universe yeah. And so I think the timing is so critical with all of these directors. I think now having so many people throw their hats in the ring and saying, we're all supporting each other, we're all super into all of each other's work, I think that that's just encouraging more directors to step in and want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. More on Patty Jenkins. She she talked, I guess she was in the press a lot this week about her humor. Do you mind if I read a little bit of this quote? No, 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 no. Let's talk about actual humor in a DC film from a DC director. This was interesting, the way that she phrased this. She says, I think there's funny things in both of those films. And when she says both of those films, she's talking about Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman. But we definitely went for making a funny film. I was always basing it on Superman. uh, Superman 1 on Indiana Jones. I wanted to make a classic film where you're laughing and you're in love with them and then they're off on a fun, great adventure. It's definitely the pursuit of our film. I love that. As soon as she so, said Indiana Jones, I'm like, I'm in. But it was it was interesting that she says we definitely went for making a funny film. That was I a, think that, that is a... a I'm not about in a good way, but it's just interesting because I feel like so many people in the DC are hesitant to say like we were this was our goal. They're just like, it just happened along the way, or we did, there were some funny aspects, but she said we went for making a funny film. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Warner Brothers was criticized a lot when there were rumors that got out, I don't know if it was from Kevin Susie Hara or what, where they were were making a blanket statement before anybody had seen any films that, like, if you want that quippy humor, that's a Marvel movie, DC films are going to be dark. And that's just dangerous to make such a blanket statement, because how can that apply to all stories? It certainly doesn't, uh, you know, smack of someone that really knows comics and has read comics because especially when you have like Flash Shazam like what are you talking about the tones have got to be all kinds of different it can't be just one thing it just said that they didn't know what they're doing and like you know now with Toby Emmerich at the head Jeff Johns feeling like he's starting to be able to to find his footing and and the thing is is being guided Uh, and it just feels 
better. I heard that Toby texted you again this week, even after saying that he wasn't going to. He anymore. texted me and he was like, "Dude, no big announcements this week, so you can keep talking about what happened last week. If you Good. guys want to speculate on who might be playing Batgirl, that's okay." And as soon as we left here, you guys started tweeting us that apparently, um, you know, the the Twitter detectives out there had had brought it down to this uh, one hundred actor. The yeah. 100. yeah. So um, this girl, what's her name? I think Lindsay uh, from the one hundred. Lindsay I Wagner. Morgan. I think, um, but Wagner's a good last name. Maybe Elena can look that up while I'm looking here. Woman. But she it seems to be a front runner for a couple of different reasons. Number one, there was a tweet that she put out uh, a couple weeks ago that said like involved in a new project. So excited! Thanks to all my fans with a bunch of emojis. Uh huh. So people saw that. Then when Joss Whedon was announced, she retweeted that tweet right? saying that he was announced. And also, uh, I just have seen everybody kind of wants it. People are pushing for it. There's been tweets back and forth. So, but nothing since that day last week. It's been pretty much. I mean, right? Nothing new. The only new things have been people talking about those things, Adam. Okay. So, like comic books reporting on it. Like all these different websites Lindsay are now Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. So if Lindsay Morgan, all right. You got to think, if she was in Talks to Be Batgirl, you know how they lock down these actors. You guys have all heard these interviews where, like, with even, like, Michael Keaton talking about... The actors, like, don't know what they can or can't say, and they're told to say nothing. So, do you think she was allowed to do those things, assuming that she is in Talks for the part? Or do you think she she just... she didn't technically say anything. She didn't respond to it directly or not. Think about it. I mean, that's kind of the, the thing about retweets, is that... People can kind of infer a lot of things because it technically doesn't break any NDAs. Yeah, that is true. However, I'm so iffy on this because but if you Adam, were, Lindsay- we're not talking about an A-list celebrity. No, it's no. not somebody who's like, "Screw this, I'm going to tweet it." Like, you know, I don't need any information. Diesel. These actors that come from television and don't have infinite amount of credits, they don't have like fifty to a hundred different credits. They they are scared shitless. I don't care what anybody says. This is not a job that she would be willing to ro- lose. Right. So if she didn't have the studio's permission to like kind of coyly tweet some things, I don't think she would. Woodblock 707 says, and I'm going to imply your tone. Woodblock, you tell me if I get this right. Do you really think WB already cast Batgirl already? Um, which the double already there makes me think that you don't think that they have. Um do I think that they have? I don't know. I feel like um, maybe if Joss Whedon was going to make the movie, he might have an idea of who his muse is. Well, like, we don't know. Strong tweeted out to Joss Whedon and said, "If you're casting, if you're still casting for Batgirl, I have some ideas." And tweeted a picture of Lindsay Morgan. Of Lindsay Morgan. Interesting. So I, people need to remember that when we hear something is announced, is not when it started taking place. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea. How long Joss Whedon's had this in the works? We have no idea who he's been talking to for how long. If the studio picked an actress before they picked the director, like we we have no idea. So for us, it's like already for them, it could be like we've been working on this for six months. Like what are you? Sky Patterson saying Anna Kendrick, Tatiana Maslany, Jane Levy. I don't know who that is. Emma Stone. I do know who that is. Annatella Joy. Jane Drury. Levy is um, from uh, Suburbia. Then she also was on okay. uh, the remake of The Walking Dead. I saw Tatiana. I mean, not the, the Walking Dead, The Evil Dead. Fear. Oh. Evil Dead. Oh, okay. Um, Annatella Joy. I saw Joy. Tatiana Maslany's name on many lists, and I thought that that was, like, spot on. There's really no spot. way they're casting a white girl as Batgirl. Well, Tatiana Maslany is, like, 
what I don't think she's full white. She's pretty white. I, I mean, she's like super Lin- Canadian, like Tatiana Maslany. I think that she's. Um, I just think that they're going to go with it with an ethnic choice. Um, uh, Should we like fight about how white half... people are for the next twenty? I, I just, I just think that. I just think moving forward that really? that's that we're going to see. We're going to see diversity in a, in a well, role like should. that. I we also should. just don't think Joss Whedon's going to cast like, like, like. like I think you're going to say like Jim Gordon was either adopted uh, a, a, a mixed race or or, or an ethnic child yeah. of a different race, or his his wife could be Chinese or black or Latina or anything like that. I heard Holland Rodin, who I would be into. She's from Teen Wolf, but she's super white, so I don't know. I just don't see it. I mean, just because there's so much backlash. What is this place? Deborah Ann Wall. Saskatchewan. She's Saskatchewan. busy. Saskatchewan. What does that make her? Canada. Canadian. Saskatchewan, Canada. Saskatchewan. She's Canadian. Saskatchewan. Canadian. All right, the Canadians are white, man. Kate Mara. Oh, Evan no, Rachel no, Wood. No, no. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't watch The 100. I don't know how this girl is, but I know that Lindsay Morgan's got a crap ton of fans and yeah. that they have all been incredibly supportive. So yeah. that's what I know. All right, well, it'll be interesting to see. So far, Joss Whedon has said nothing on the subject, so the deal could fall apart, as we know. Sometimes happens. The deal might not be done. It might be done. But he hasn't said anything. He only tweets like political stuff, which I... Respect, at least he's being consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, every time I check, maybe if he is tweeting non-political stuff, I haven't seen you it. You are allowed to use your own platform however you want. Um, yeah. People get mad at him for that. However you want. However you want. Sarian Hines, ladies and gentlemen, an actor who was amazing on Game of Thrones. Loved this guy. He was like... Head of the Northmen, right? Like he was like the head of like the guys uh, on the other side of the wall, the Wildlings, I believe they are. The Wildlings. I don't know if I'm saying his name properly. I think you are. Um, yeah. So he's officially saying he's Steppenwolf. He had some interesting things to say. First, about how embarrassing it was to wear the mocap stuff. Yes. yes. So I thought that was interesting. I, like, what a funny thing to say, and what he ended up doing, and how did he even get. I mean, tell the rest of the story, but, like, how do you get his number? How does he know this guy? Like, how do you... Oh, because he knows Liam Neeson because they're all, like, European... Like, European actors all know each other. They, they... all go to the same club. <laughs> He's like, I just hit up Liam Neeson, and he told me, like, how to do mocap. And I was like, oh, thanks for the tips. And he gave me his binder on it or his, some crap. His pamphlet. His pamphlet. Like, oh. and, and I... I love that he has... I like to think that Liam Neeson made, like, a full pamphlet, like an actual pamphlet. Oh, yes. I couldn't tell whether he was making a joke or, or, or if whether... You're interested, like... If you're interested in doing a motion capture... Let me uh, let me refer to you. Here's Syrian. Here's uh, what I did when I was doing the yes. monster calls. Is this like a Johnny Swerve, or is this I really like what took may... place? I don't know. No, it absolutely took place. What I found more interesting was that we actually heard about the character for the first time. Yeah, that he's old. He's weary. He basically. It sounds like he does like he's like. The Herald of Galactus, he goes around finding worlds to conquer for Darkseid. This is the first time somebody's mentioned Darkseid, really. Mm -hmm. The exact quote, he said, he's old, tired, still trying to get out of his own enslavement to Darkseid, but he has to keep on this line to try and take over other worlds. I like that, get out of his own enslavement to Darkseid. Do you think he's going to look... Do you think he's going to look exactly like he looked in that deleted scene from Batman v Superman which I don't think guys is that canon or is that not canon I, I'm confused at this point about that because when it was filmed it was obviously canon when they put it in the DVD as extras 
and then extended, half the people aren't going to know. I think, well, I think the way that that character looked, Cheryl, tell me if you agree or not, it sort of looked like a three-dimensional hologram, not too dissimilar from the kind of technology we saw on Krypton, right? The way they had, like, the 3D, but it wasn't what an do you exact... you Man of Steel? I mean, a Man of Steel, excuse me, yeah, on Krypton and Man of Steel... Um, in that it wasn't like those projections weren't like photorealistic, but it was like a three-dimensional thing. And it does kind of look like um, Steppenwolf, but I think he's going to have more color and be more fleshed out. I just don't know how humanoid versus monstrous he's going to look because in the comics he's like a human looking or, you know, uh, 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 he's from Apocalypse or Apocalyptin or whatever with the horns and things like that. So I wonder how human he's going to look or if he's also going to become a giant CGI monster. Um, yeah, most likely. He did say, what, what did he say about they only use like my eyes and mouth? Like they're not even going to be using... Um, let's so, see, there's a... Mm. Yeah, so they're not even using like a lot of his face and stuff. It's not like going to be Avatar level of, of uh, motion performance. Motion capture performance. I don't know. I'm still stuck on the Liam Neeson part of it. Just that he can call up Liam Neeson? Listen, like, they probably are, like, you know, even though Syrian Hines isn't as famous, like, they're both probably well-regarded actors who've been doing it a long time. They've probably known each other a long time. But why Why are there not people on set that can talk to him about how to do mocap? No, I think I it's mean, more I'm like sure. you, call, you call your buddies. Like, hey, do you ever do this? Like, So they must be good friends. You're pretty good friends. Like, yeah, they grab I mean, Guinness he said he together. sent him oh, a uh, picture of him in the together. suit. Yeah. That he said he looked much more elegant. Yes, I'll take you out for a pint. Because he was... I'll take you out for a pint. He sent me a little pamphlet of stuff. Thank you. Woodblock said I was correct in interpreting his tone. So, thank you for that. Good. I'm glad I can read. And you did that with no emojis, so I'm really, really proud of you and myself. Paul Ponte. They probably did Shakespeare somewhere. They definitely did Shakespeare (laughs) in the bathroom together, guys. Like, that's what happened. For sure in the bathroom. I'm going to be in England in a month, by the way. For what? Um, for Sausages? Inter- uh, no, I'm interviewing the cast and director of Alien Covenant. Ooh, nice. cool. And the junket is in England. So I'm going to also reach out to Liam Neeson and see if yeah. he wants to grab the Guinness with me. So you're not going to ask about mocap. You're just going to say, hey, like, talk to me about England. I'm going to be like, oh, have you ever been to a bar in England? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. And he'll like, be, read back to me. He's like, yes, if you're going to go to a bar. We'll send you the pamphlet. I have a pamphlet about <laughs> various places to get pints and bangers and mash. I'll be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a sausage maker. I want to find out about an English banger, which is a very different specific kind of sausage. Um, from Liam Neeson, who mm-hmm. might have a pamphlet. I know many things about bangers. I know about lug sausage. Anyway. Okay, I have a very specific <laughs> set of sausages. I have white pudding sausage and black pudding sausage. White pudding? I have bangers, yes. It's, it's like blood pudding, but made with no blood. That's a oh, real thing. I, uh, now I want pudding. Yes, you yeah. can look it up. Oh, it does not mean the same thing yeah. over there. Got that. Moving on from pudding, uh, the weekly question that we ask once a week... Do you think Ben Affleck is going to be Batman after Justice League? I ask this only because I know a lot of you watch John Schnepp, who's been on the show before. His show, Heroes, the man, the man is a creative dude. He's got wild theories about what could be going on. He has a world in which Justice League ends with like a total reset of the DC Universe, using the Flash to travel interdimensionally and reset, and that's why we're going to get all these other movies with a new Batman so I'm just asking, this is like a weekly thing. Where, yeah. are you, where are you at on Ben Affleck's future as Batman this week? Elena, hit us. I still, I still think he's going to be Batman. I, still, I mean, maybe I'm just clinging on to a hope that I really, really want. But I feel like with everything, it seems to hopefully the smoke is now clearing and things are kind of falling into place. And hopefully everybody else being brought in around it 
will create a good movie that then they can say, Ben, come, be in this. Just worry about acting. Don't worry about mm-hmm. anything else. Don't stress. It will yeah. all be good times. And then we'll all get a good Batman movie. Not to mention, if he's not I drinking, hope. he's going to like cut an even lean, leaner figure. Yeah. I mean, every time I cut out drinking, I mean, you lose like five, six pounds just like that. Because that alcohol, that'll just yeah. put on the calories. That's true. Uh, I think I'm sticking to it. That, that he's going to stay. Staying. I, I don't think I'm changing my mind again unless In the Matt Reeves film. Yeah. I don't think I'm changing my mind again unless, unless he, he leaves. leaves. I like that. Yeah. That's then exactly my, mind my will be mentality. Uh, don't worry about contracts. I wouldn't worry about his contract. They're, you know, because they're not gonna, they're not gonna make him do the movie if he doesn't want to. Want no, movie. because and, then they're the studio that said, "Come on, alcoholic ma- actor, we're going to force you to do something yeah. instead of letting you recoup." Exactly. That's not going to happen. I, I'll tell you this: with regard to what John Schnepp was theorizing, I can't say I agree with that because. While Justice League had already wrapped filming, Ben Affleck was still attached to direct a Batman film. So unless, you know, they knew that he was walking away a long time ago and they went back and reshot a total ending of Justice League, I don't see that happening. If they had known he was walking away a long time ago, the slate would not look the way the slate no. does. And not have, nothing would have happened the way well, that Well, but the new slate happened. or the old slate? You're talking about the slate with like Harley Quinn movies and Nightwing movies and Batgirl movies? Because that's a new slate. No, no, I'm talking about the old slate. Okay. What are you yeah, laughing at? We're getting some funny uh, comments in the chat. Brandon says Bill Cosby for Batman if Affleck leaves. <laughs> Honestly, if he does leave, it doesn't matter. You recast it and move on, just like I, when you get Cosby? a new artist. As Bill Cosby, as Dark Knight Returns with Bill Cosby, obviously everybody's been Was it you that does a really good Cosby voice? Definitely not, and I'm not no. even going to go there. Oh, no. Not gonna do it. I, mine would be like an eighth generation carbon <laughs> copy. Uh, of like t- 10 other people's bad Cosby impression. No, Cosby. Um, well, Casey Affleck got an Oscar, so. Uh, a, little, a little different. Maybe not. You. Oh, boy. Do you guys think Casey Affleck would ever be in the DCEU? No. No shot. No. If they offered him something? Don't think so. All right. Don't think so. No. Um, it does matter, Adam. Says. Third Eye Dreamer. Third Eye Dreamer. Come on. No, all I'm saying is. You're not rebooting the universe if Ben Affleck leaves the role. Like, you get somebody else that's great. And yes, you get somebody a little bit younger so that you could do more films and not have... But you're not recasting Henry Cavill. You're not recasting Gal. But I think the whole thing that they're really pushing for is a unity with these films and for each of them to stand alone but also make sense together. So if you're constantly recasting these characters, then it's a little difficult. I mean, it's... And I know we've done it before where we had... Two different Rachels, and we went with it. But two different Rachels. Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Rachel. Uh, oh my Maggie God. Gyllenhaal. She and... was the worst. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Katie Holmes was so much Katie better. Katie Holmes was better, but we still went and saw. It. We were Maggie like, "Well, the if dust, Katie Holmes man. isn't in it, then we just won't see it." Bruce Banner uh, has changed uh, in the Marvel universe. That you haven't really noticed too much. James Bond changes all changes all the time. Yeah, but that's built into the character. That's different. That is, uh, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It's totally different. Not as built in as, like, changing Doctor Who, but... No, but it's still where, I mean, that is a totally different canon, where it's there are different bonds that are, you refer to, like, different Doctors, whereas Batmans, where we've had different people play them... But not every aspect has changed. I will argue that for a little bit, because Judy Dench was, like, in a couple... Had a couple of different Bonds and some of those side characters. And you had the same Alfred for Michael Keaton, Batman, George Clooney, and Val Kilmer. Like, you kept some continuity. They didn't totally yeah. relaunch. I mean, it was a different world back then. 
But all I'm saying is, like, if Affleck does decide to walk but away from the role... But it, that wouldn't fit with the idea of trying to create a cohesive universe now, of having all of these films tie in kind of Avenger style, which, you know, I hate to refer to Marvel, but that is kind of what they're modeling after, is that they have a set universe with set actors playing set characters. If they went in and they recast each of those characters, if you had, you know, a different Tony Stark and then... You know, Scarlett Johansson was out for the next one, and they switched it up yeah. each time. That would create a very different dynamic. Yeah, but it would still be the same world. It I mean, would, but it wouldn't. I mean, eventually that's going to happen, as well. right? So like, I feel like that's what I feel like they're doing now with DC is trying to kind of keep that same model. That's why I think they're going to hold on to Ben Affleck as much as they possibly can. And I certainly hope they can because most people agree that he's a really good Batman. But I will say, and then we'll move on to the next thing, if he was going to leave, you wouldn't hear about it until after Justice League. Very true. Because that would we be disastrous. We keep coming back to that. It's just saying. It's just, it's out there. And we have, until until I hear Matt Reeves make like some kind of statement about how he's been working with Ben, then I'll always have a little doubt. You know, until Matt Reeves makes some kind of statement saying, oh, I'm so excited to be working with Ben Affleck on this next one because we haven't heard that yet. That's your long dong energy, yeah. That's my, I'm I'm throwing it down Uh with the dong. Um, Long dong swagger. Speaking of my Big Bang, um, (laughs) uh, uh, Big Bang Theory uh, is going to be starring as Harley in the new animated film Batman and Harley, which is... Uh, being produced and at least co-written by Bruce Timm of the original Batman the Animated Series. And this um, this is an interesting hybrid because we have something that looks like the Batman the Animated Series that we all love, but it is more adult consistently with the other animated films. We have some video we're going to check out of yeah, this. Yeah, let's check it out. Melissa Rausch. Melissa Rausch! Big Bang Theory. Star. Um, playing She's Harley. star. Taking over for... Uh, no, the first part, yeah. Play them in order, because it's all, it's all very Harley-centric. All right, so here's a little preview, guys. Enjoy. We could be looking at the extinction of all life on the planet. Not Swamp Thing. <laughs> could have been better. Poison Ivy, dude. Gotta be her. Nice piggies. Humans simply will not give This a is a retired Harley, by the way. This is to. Harley Knight Returns. Here we go. We need Harley Quinn. Yes. Damn right you do. Nuh-uh. I'm done with capes and tights and masks. Boom! I Just think she sounds like to lead a normal life. Not bad. I'm into it. Yeah. Love so, the outfit. I'm assuming this is available on the Blu-ray of Judas Contract. On yeah. the Blu-ray. So. so you get a long interview here with Bruce Timm and Mike Carlin and a bunch of the other people. We have another bit we're going to take a look at. Uh, with her actually in the uh, studio She's talking. in the booth. In the booth. And it's interesting, too, because it seems like she was just offered this role straight out, that she didn't even audition. Based and on that, what we were about to hear, yeah. yeah. Let's so, check it out. kind of surprising. At the 6.58 mark. First of all, when I found out that I was going to be playing this role, I cannot tell you how overjoyed I was The when the offer us. came into my inbox and my Gmail, and I just saw Harley Quinn. I'm like, what? Harley Quinn, what, what's this about? Face it, sugar, I got something you want, and you sure as shooting got something I want. So be a good boy, and maybe, maybe Mama will give you a cookie. 
and Melissa was just. I loved it. I thought that was all perfect. Timing and so, all right, yeah, cue the outrage in the chat roll. You guys uh, really upset that uh, uh, Arlene Sorkin did not get the role, or Tara Strong, who's played I it before. I love Tara Strong, me too. But I think that she did a really strong job, and I love how excited she was for it. Tara Strong job, job, but still a strong job. Yeah, you you love when somebody's excited for it. I think it's funny and interesting that they just offered it to her straight up without hearing her in this voice. Um, but I don't watch Big Bang. Elena was telling me that her voice in the show is like kind of nasally and high pitched. I was kind of nervous when I found out that she was cast just because I thought she was going to use her same Big Bang voice, uh-huh. which is very, very high pitched and nasally, which this kind of sounds more like her, which was funny too because she was in an interview said that that was actually she used to talk like that and that was kind of her natural accent and she had to work really hard to get rid of it so now bringing it back for Harley was kind of fun I think it's also interesting mm-hmm. that they said the actor I forget his name it's Lauren or something uh, that's playing Nightwing in this was the original Robin actor from there Batman the Animated yeah. Series so Kevin Conroy he always gets the nod that guy they, people don't even care what style it is anymore like whether it's a video game or Injustice or the um, the, the Arkham games like Kevin Conroy has just accepted it and he just keeps keeps rolling with it he was doing some kind of motion capture that he was tweeting about I don't know what that was Liam Neeson uh, helped him with it yeah I think Liam Neeson actually <laughs> helped Kevin Conroy with it uh, it seemed interesting uh, but Can't I'm excited about now. this animated film and I will see the Judas Contract as soon as I can rent it because I'm too cheap to buy it this week um, Maybe we should go splitsies. All right, we can all go splitsies and share it. But then, who keeps it? Then we have like the uh, then it's like the, the we the, have the, shared custody. The comic book mm-hmm. episode of Radioactive Man number one and the uh, Simpsons when everybody chips, chips in to buy in. it, yeah. and then they're like, "Who keeps it?" And comic book man's like, "Ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, Nicole <laughs> Kidman, awesome who was pretty awesome uh, recently, Big Little Lies. Uh, yeah, I liked it. What'd you think? I mean, it was just like amazing and she was amazing and I think she'll probably she'll definitely get an Emmy nom for it and I think she'll probably take home the victory I think so even though Feud I gotta I say think they, Feud bo- both of them are same thing it. what same I thought I, I I was thinking the exact same thing it's like yeah. there's only one Emmy between Feud and Big Little between Lies Susan Sarandon and Jessica Lang and K- Nicole Kidman I don't know what to do yeah I, I, I love and I'm also hearing Carrie Coon for Fargo that a lot of people think that oh my she... god that looks good too oh I can actually watch some of those Fargos I have them on the FX screening room app I haven't watched them yet but ah uh, so much good stuff yeah anyway so Nicole Kidman confirmed that she will be playing Atlanta. Aquaman's mom. Mm-hmm. She loves it. She loves James Wan, who I didn't realize he was Australian, but he is. You didn't? I didn't know that. Whoa! Yeah, not, yeah. I never yeah. heard the guy talk. Yeah, he, yeah. He's got that. That's so funny because we never read it. In the, none of us can do the Aussie voice on the show. We, we read quotes of his all the time, but I never put on my Aussie. Not voice. really. Not unless I do like this. I got to sound like him, a brushman. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, this, spot on. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, this is a quote. I'm happy to be playing Aquaman's mom. I'm going to read Nicole Kidman's like Nicole quote. Kidman. That was crazy. Spot on. Thank I'm going to do a quote with no accent. Patrol. How do we feel about Go that? Go for it. Uh, the reason why I love Aquaman is James Wan is an Australian, and I've followed his career since he started. He's a really good friend of mine, and he offered to let me play Queen Atlanta. Kidman said, uh, she goes on to say, as soon as he said I could wear Mother of Pearl and be Mermaid Warrior, I said, I'm done. Please, if there's one thing I have to do in my life, I have to be that. Because you've got to have some fun. All right. 
As long as we like don't put the said. Raggedy Ann thing on her head. <laughs> there you go. Like all right. Right. Ryan, European yeah. actors know each other. All Australian actors know each other. <laughs> They're a really good friend and of directors. mine. All right. All right, T. All right, she all, said. All right, she said. All I did right. notice her Australian accent came out a little bit in Big Little Eyes. So if I was like technical proficiency, and if it was like the Olympics of acting, I might have to give the edge to one of the feud actors Damn. just because... In her most emotional parts, which were so real, I did hear that Ozzy really? come out. Really? I didn't oh, hear it. definitely. I didn't hear so it. So basically, if she does want an Emmy, you're saying upset. Um, It's hard. It's, I mean, it's yeah, hard to be an upset because there's so many great performances. So I, I, I wouldn't be upset, nor do I think it would be an upset. But I'm just saying if I was judging, I might give her technical points off right there. Um, speaking of technical proficiency, Amber Heard, uh, this is just a little thing. We have a little yeah. video. I don't know if you can find it, if we, if you have the link to the video. But uh, we it's showed captioned, her- another day at the office. So last week we showed you her wushu sword training. This week we see her doing some fighting and flipping and things like that. There was like a little loopy uh, Instagram video of yeah. Amber Heard. Yeah. Um, so he punches, she twists, she twists him over, he falls, another guy comes at her, she does this, she twists him over, and she gets down, and she looks real badass doing it. She definitely yep. seems like, between Momoa and her, she seems like the more skilled fighter. Basically, everybody's flipping out over this one. I mean... Yeah. Do you think we're going to see the cat fight between Wonder Woman and this one? Ooh. I hope Wonder Woman kicks her butt. Well, I'm mean, just saying, they, they both look like they're going to be serious, badass fighters. Yeah, that's true. That would be cool. A little Aquaman in the middle. Just saying. Like watching on the screen as Anthony's moving, going through his emails, looking for things. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Anthony. Respond to that email, Anthony. <laughs> um, it said it was urgent. It said it needed your Apple ID. <laughs> Definitely respond. I think respond. he's looking for the video. Uh, no, we got it. We got it. We got it. Um, so, yeah. So, she looks like she's going to kick some butt. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a lot of effort for just a little bit of butt kicking, but we'll take what we can get because it's a slow news week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, but that probably brings us to to it's time for Roxy Stryer's TV time. Did you guys know that's what it brought us to? Oh, I did know that. You did? Yeah. I, didn't know that. I just didn't know if he was going to course correct or keep trying to get the Amber Heard thing. TV time. Well, well, well. Roxy, take it away. All right, so Stephen Amell, who we all know is a total beast, uh, is competing on American Ninja Warrior. You guys, if you didn't know this, there's going to be the first ever episode of Celebrity American Ninja Warrior. Do you guys watch the show ever? I have seen it. Yeah, they film it on the Universal lot sometimes, so... It's like totally the most addicting show ever. I never meant to watch it, and then one time I fell upon it, and now it's just like, damn, man. They actually film it in the middle of the night, too. I thought they faked that. They really film it like 2 o'clock in the morning, so they're doing all these crazy stunts. They're doing them out on, sometimes, they, they film them all over, but... When they were filming out on the lot, it really was the middle of the night. It's badass. And they've got some cool people on it that are going to be there. Um, Somebody from Parenthood. uh, Somebody from Derek Huff from Dancing with the Star. Jeff Dye. Uh, so, Jeff Dye from he's the comedian remember he was also on I Can Do That on NBC okay he's a he's really really funny he actually got into a Twitter war with me one time um, oh really yeah he does not Erica like me Erica Christensen from oh, really? Parenthood will be interesting Wait, to see she was what? on Swim Fan too I'm just kind of curious what, what was the Twitter war about um, I was doing the After Buzz TV after show for I Can Do That which uh-huh. was a show on NBC um, basically a 
uh, you competed in different things, and I one of his things was not very good, and I was like, oh, come on, Jeff Dye, you're better than that. Like, whatever, just kind of giving him funny crap. Sure. And he found the video and tweeted at me and was like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is. Da, da, da. And I was like, man, like, I talk about how you're my favorite person on the show all the time. I was just saying it wasn't your best performance, and he, like like blew up and tweeted wow. like 10 different mean things about me. Dang. Yeah, it was interesting. But anyway, uh, I still like him. So who's going to beat the guy that plays Arrow and like how bad does that look if Arrow loses to any of these clowns? Yeah, that's true. That's true. If he w- <laughs> if he loses to Swim fan. This is a guy we've seen do the salmon ladder. I'm sorry. If you can do that, you got to be winning this thing. It's on May 25th. Um, it airs May 25th? Yep, on NBC and Stephen Amell tweeted about it. And yeah, he says he's with Master Ninja Coach, the mighty Casey Catanzaro. Catanzaro. So. Oh, she's the one that was like the big winner of American Ninja Warrior, the All Star Girl. Yeah. 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 She's the one that like did the chorus like super fast and is like in the commercials where she's flipping about. Yeah, with the brunette girl, she's like tiny thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's cool. That's cool for Steve Mel. And like you just said, who the hell is gonna beat him? Like that's not gonna be a good look. I for, sure hope not for Arrow. Uh, also. We got something back this week, which is great because they stripped everything away from us. They just took it all away. You talking brains? I'm talking brains. I'm talking so many brains. They've done weird-ish with this show this season. Yes, that's right. We got iZombie back. Season two? Season three. Season three. We're on season three of iZombie, and it is weird this season. This one episode... Because now, like, you know when, you, when you're the Flash and you're hiding who you're, the Flash is and then all of a sudden everybody knows or how every superhero show does that? Yeah. We've kind of finally gotten to the place where zombies are open and more people are aware. And it has made for quite the show. I love this show. It's got better every season. I think this will be an awesome one. Uh, and it was really nice to just see them all back together. I'm excited for where they're going. The characters that they brought in, I'm still unsure about, but we'll we'll see. There's some weird love triangle stuff going on also. Uh, and definitely, it's always interesting because when you develop the personality traits of the brain that you're eating, like you never know what each week is going to look like. So that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing that's yeah. built into it. We did have a, a, a season finale this week, too. A uh, season finale of Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, we did. I thought that that was... I mean, Adam, you saw it. What did you think about the, the episode? I loved the last two episodes. I loved the... Um, it was funny because, like, um, like, the episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week, I know the Marvel show S.H.I.E.L.D. was, like, almost exactly like the Doom episode, the Doom World episode uh-huh. last week. Like, the same alternate, like, world where bad guys are in charge of everything. Um I thought it was cool. I mean, it was very timey-wimey. You had legends in the same place. You had many, many flashes. Apparently, you've killed Eobod Thorn for good. Good. Yeah, it's got to be. And what do you think about erasing Snart's memory? Did you feel like it was a waste to bring him back and then do that to him? Or what do you think is happening So what's the idea now? So he's erased and he's put back in time so he can go about joining the legends eventually and then killing himself eventually as he originally did. I think so he can join the Legends eventually, but not so he can kill himself as he, init- as he originally See, did. See, I, t- I took it... What do you guys think in the chat roll? I thought it was like he put him back where he belonged, so he was going to make Complete that same sacrifice. Loop. Maybe, maybe, but he's a series regular, so how are we going to keep doing this to him? And then what's going on with Mick Rory now? Like, is he back? Or is he? It seems like they're all accepting him back, and that they tr- are trusting him again, kind of, maybe. Uh, and, and also, what about... Uh, what about um, Vixen and Steel? So Are did they Vixen just like, she said get she's, it on? She went back to her time though, right? She's like, I'll be back, but but then they like made Yowdy for a real long time, and maybe that kiss changed things. I don't know. 
And I don't believe that Vixen's granddaughter still isn't Steel. I mean, Steel isn't the his. They didn't have a kid. I think that maybe they did. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So I think it, he is her future or something. I don't know. I don't know. And then oh yeah, and then we get the dinosaurs. Oh right. Then when like, they broke we messed time. Up LA. That's yeah. We're in the present, and dinosaurs and everything is messed up. Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff on that show. It's the weirdest show ever. Uh, I love it. I just love and it. And then why did Rip Hunter leave again? Uh, What's up with that? Because he needed to go make more cakes. What was up with that? It was very weird. The whole Rip Hunter thing was weird, how he was out and back and out again. Like, I don't get it. Like, and did we get Ray's suit back? Where is Ray's suit? No, he found they it had somewhere. The suit, they had the technology to make the ship, though, and then they said that like, they... Maybe we would have his suit. He got his heart ripped out at some point. Sarah's captain. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. All right. What, what's up? Everybody's saying answer Yvonne's question. Do you hate that Legend spent a few episodes destroying Leonard Snart's character growth? Uh, that's kind of what we were just talking about. I don't really necessarily see it like that. I don't think he had character growth. He had char- What's the opposite of growth? Character. Uh, retardation? Yeah, character retardation. And I think that it was unhealthy for his character the direction he's going i like to see him on team legends way more than i like seeing him on team legion of doom yeah are those guys coming back or not i don't know what the contract situation is i know they're doing their prison break but that's like uh they did it it did it already yeah, did they it did start it. airing uh no it's starting to air this very very soon and it says new season so it doesn't say like a special event so prison break as far as i understand is ongoing again maybe Maybe Tuesdays nine eight Central Fox season one. When are we airing? Um, no, I don't know. I hope they bring more um, like a uh, 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 Legion of Superheroes. Oh yeah, April April fourth. Holy crap! Yeah, I didn't see. I haven't watched yeah. it. Oh, it just started. I haven't watched it yet. Wow! Wow! Oh, I thought that ago. it was next week. Yeah, it aired two days ago, and I've missed it. It's so rude. I'm sorry, well, guys. I've let go you down. Back. I've totally let you down. Um, I kind of hope there's new uh, teammates on the Legends next year, though. I like the fact that they were switching it up. I like I like mixing up the team and getting a different crew in Just there. Just no more white nerds. No more white nerds. No more white nerds. We can't do it. Uh, what happened with Firestorm? Jack's like died for Stein, and then he didn't because it was two of the Legends, and then yeah, they well they were able to kill all the uh, Legends that went back. Because they had to be erased anyway. Like, their actions erased their existence anyway. Like, that future doesn't happen. So that's why they were able to, like, kill them all. Yep. All right, so we're good. All right, so we're good. Um, oh, I want to say Preacher. The trailer for Preacher oh, yeah, 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 looks yeah, yeah. like the freaking books. Did you watch? I forget if you were watching with me. What? Preacher. Oh, I, I liked it, but it was like, I thought why you are stopped. we. No, no, no. I watched it. Of course oh, I watched okay. it. But I just didn't know why we didn't. It just seemed to me it was crazy that they spent that whole first season very stagnant, like it was without slow. knowing it if there was going to be a second season. It took a while to build season. up steam, but I think that they already—I feel like they had confidence that they were going to get a second me season. Too. So I think that was intentional. It's kind of like—I mean, you go back and you see AMC's Walking Dead kind of did a similar thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like this had kind of the same kind of build, and then yeah. it's just—it gets crazier and crazier and crazier I, and yeah. snowballs. I, I sure hope so because it looks great. Uh, somebody just said Doctor Fate on uh, Legend season three—that would be really cool. Where Constantine, Constantine can definitely show back up again. We know that that's in the same world. We saw the Doctor Fade helmet on Constantine. That can all um, be in the same. People just won't let go of Constantine. Keep no. bringing him back because it was really good. Honestly, it was the last drama I w- watched on a major network. Yeah, 
I, I mean, I that, watched it too. Yeah. Hashtag save Constantine. Yeah. Still going. Still <laughs> going. We're not giving up. Um, I think that's all the news that's fit to report on. Yeah, we got it. Hopefully next week there'll be some more stuff to talk about. Um, that's it. All right, bye, guys. All <laughs> right, so we will tell you where you can find us. I'm Adam Gertler. You can find me uh, all over the interwebs at Adam Gertler. Uh, ladies? I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at that Elena Jordan girl. You can also find me doing the feud after show on uh, Black Hollywood Live. Also doing Face Off tonight. Oh, who, on, who's uh, your uh, who's your Emmy pick? You know, it's gonna. I think it. I think it's gonna be somebody from Feud, but I don't know if it's gonna be Susan Sarandon or Jessica. I kind of think Jessica Lange. Because she's even though in an opposite of the roles yeah. that they play in the opposite, movie. Yeah, because Jessica I, Lange, I hate her so much. I really? really well, I mean, because she not plays as an it actress, so well. she means in the role. Oh, and as Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford is the m- most awful human oh, ever. Is, I saw is some she, Joan Crawford cosplay at WonderCon and seeing Spider Man standing next to Joan Crawford. I was like, this is an interesting year. I think Betty Davis is better. Really? Yeah, as a person. Oh, uh, as a person, yes. Joan Crawford was off a rock. I don't. I don't completely agree. I okay. think that they're both like. Oh, we're we're starting a new show. Anyway, we're yeah, like yeah. we're segueing. Uh, I'm Roxy Stryer. You guys can find me everywhere <laughs> at Roxy Stryer. That's where I tell you what I'm doing. Also. All right, we'll see you guys next time on DC Bye Movie guys. News. So tell me, why do you think? Yeah. <laughs> why is that? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.